0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. Coming up on today's Minnesota Sports Rank'em, the top five future superstars in Minnesota sports. That's next. This is Minnesota Sports Rank'em, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. It's the show that settles debates and starts new ones. It's Minnesota Sports Rankum on Locked On Sports Minnesota, your Thursday staple. Myself, Sam Ekstrom, at Sam Ekstrom, also part of the Ron Johnson Show, also part of the Minnesota Football Party here on the network, joined by Luke Inman, right-hand man, at Luke underscore Spinman on Twitter, NFL Draft Buzz newsletter author on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to that for free. He's Luke Inman. Welcome in, my man.
0: Always good to be here, Sam. You know, every Wednesday afternoon, I check my email, see what we're going to be talking about today. And I love it. You know, I perched up in my seat a little bit, just being the big NFL draft guy that I am. I love talking about the next wave of up-and-coming prospects because I think it gives fans some hope, some excitement for the future, no matter how good or bad your team is at any given moment. There's always some guys you can get excited about. So I'm excited to veil another Top five today and compare and contrast our lists.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be some good variants there. Um, This list today, the top five future superstars in Minnesota sports, inspired by these recent draft picks. You know, the Wolves have added Jalen Clark, Leonard Miller, the Wild last night in the first round, added Rosemount's Charlie Stramel to the mix. A lot of people actually questioning that pick. Uh, Maybe that's for the roundtable on Friday. But we're going to talk about future superstars. On today's show, which is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. Uh, find us for free. Also, folks, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Free on YouTube. Hammer that subscribe button. Help us get to 6,000 subscribers. Can we get there by football season? Let's set Come that on, as the me. goal. Uh, it's coming up fast. Just a month away from Vikings training camp. Um, so, loose criteria for this list, Luke, I kind of laid out the parameters for you, but obviously there's a little wiggle room, but I'm thinking prospects, definitely eligible, rookies, definitely eligible, and then young players that haven't really made their stamp yet uh, with the professional team but are kind of on the rise or expected to take a big leap uh, would also be eligible for future star status. Uh, I always start with you, Luke, the guest. So, so give me your number five, set the table for your list.
0: Yeah, this was tough. Again, you took JJ and Caprizov off the list. Even a guy like Christian Daris, I thought, ah, he's kind of established at this point. Number five on my list. I think you're going to be impressed with me. You're saying, because I'm starting out with some good old fashioned Minnesota hockey. Did Woo. you know the athletic Scott Wheeler came out with his top NHL prospect rankings for each team a few months ago? Your Minnesota Wild ranked number one on the list for the entire NHL when it comes to the best group of young players. I had no idea the Wild were that stacked with top-shelf prospects and have been building a, a, a nice little young core and nucleus for the future. That got me really jacked up for the future here for the Wild in Minnesota. Anyways, he goes on to mention the Minnesota Wild currently have the number one goalie prospect on the planet right now, Jesper Walstead, one of the cleanest, best goalie prospects this guy has ever seen in his life. And he said he's got all the makings of a true number one starter in the NHL. So Jesper Wallstead, write that name down if you haven't already. The Wild may have a future stud shut down goalie behind net someday in the not-so-distant future. Jesper Walstead. How about that, Sam?
1: Hey, you, you claim not to be a hockey guy. You just nailed my number five on my list. It's Jesper. It's the 20-year-old Swede. First-round pick, 2021. Um, You look at his stats in Sweden, insane. Don't know always how it's going to translate. Came to the States, played for AHL Iowa last year, and performed really well. Not blowing you away on the stat sheet, but he hasn't done anything to diminish his stock. He is not even legal drinking age yet, Um, the, the guy is the future in net for the wild. And that's why they're in a tricky spot because remember Philip Gustafson was supposed to be just a stopgap last year and turned into one of the NHL's best goaltenders. And now they have to make a a restricted free agency decision on him. And they've got Jesper waiting in the wings. I don't know how close he is. I'm not close enough to it to, to know exactly what his timeline is at just age 20 with just one year in the AHL, but I would guess within two years, he'll be. Uh, competing and probably you know putting forth a decent amount of starts for the Wild, So I would get to know the name now, Jesper Walstead, the Swede. I bet we're going to get a sweet nickname for him too at some point. Luke, How valuable
0: I mean. is the goalie position compared to other sports? Is it like a starting pitcher, a number one ace in baseball? Is it like the starting quarterback in football? Where do you value? You're my go-to hockey guy, the voice of Golden Gophers hockey. Uh, where do you value that position? when it comes to all sports.
1: Yeah, I would I would actually say that the goalie is probably diminishing in value a little bit. Um okay. like if you look at the look at the top paid players in hockey, they're not goalies. Um top paid players in hockey are, you know, the the goal scorers obviously, the wingers, the centermen. Um and and the goalies are probably in the middle. If you look at each roster, how much does the goalie make? And they're probably top 10 on each team. I mean, they're they're paid probably 3 million minimum up to 6 million, some of them, but uh, goalies are streaky. Goalies are streaky. Um, I would equate a goalie to sort of like, uh, I don't know, number three starter in baseball, someone okay. who might be up and down. Um, and a lot of teams have like the Vegas Golden Knights just won a Stanley Cup. They cycled through five goalies. Yeah. See, that's wild year. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. That. So, you know, I think it's one of those things though, where if you have one that, you know, you can trust. Think of it like this, like a kicker, Luke. Like mm-hmm. how many kickers in the NFL are really entrenched? Like really, really, like five, six, yeah, seven. You know, yeah, those are the guys that those teams know they can trust week in, week out. And that would, I think, be what an elite goaltender would represent um, to you in in hockey. That that's sense? a good
0: breakdown. Yeah, that's a good breakdown. I love that. Uh, yeah. Let Let me jump to number four on my list here. You know, the the Vikings' 2022 draft class. It's got a lot of us worried right now, Sam. I mean, we talked about it yesterday on the Mailbag show with Reggie Wilson. Their top two picks of the Quasi era still buried on the depth chart, already battled a ton of injuries, talking about Louis Cena and Andrew Boot Jr. This year they only had six picks. They didn't draft until middle of the round of the, of the first round. So things are very murky, I, I think, when it comes to the Vikings young core of players. But having said all that, all signs do point to Jordan Addison. Being an absolute stud. When fully healthy and finally out on the field. Bolitnikoff award winner in 2021 at Pitt. Nation's best receiver. Not Jamison Williams. Not Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson. No. Jordan Addison. He's got the small frame. I get it. But what he lacks in that number one alpha size. You get with the cleanest, most polished route running I've seen in this class. Best route runner this class had to offer. Which for me, is, is always where you start when evaluating wideout coming into the NFL. And I think the fact that he gets to step into an offense day one with Justin Jefferson on one side, a veteran like Kirk Cousins throwing him the ball, and then one of the best young offensive minds in the league in KOC scheming up plays to get him open. I think not only is Addison going to be a future playmaker in this league, but I think he has one of the cleanest paths to instant success out of all the rookie wideouts just given, again, the players around him, the coach, and the defense that we already know is going to be giving up a lot of points this year, which means the Vikings will be throwing the rock a lot. Jordan Addison, number four on my
1: list. I noticed on FanDuel today that Jordan Addison is the favorite to lead the league in rookie receiving yards at plus 230. I did think that was interesting. I thought that maybe they'd view him as kind of being blocked out by Jefferson, Hawkinson, Osborne, but no, they got him as the favorite. Very interesting. Uh, My number four, also a Viking, not Jordan Addison at this point. Um, I'm looking at that 2022 draft class. Maybe you'll consider this a reach, but it's someone who flashed last year I don't think they established themselves by any means, but they're set for a much bigger role this year. And to me, they really stood out on the practice field a year ago, more so than I can say for a lot of defensive players that have come across. Um, Brian asimoa mm-hmm. Brian Esamoa plays a position where it is somewhat hard, I think, to stand out in a practice setting, linebacker, right? Because you can't tackle. Uh, you're not really guarding. A uh, uh, wide receiver. So you can't make interceptions. You can't do any of this stuff in practice that you need to do in a game. And still his speed, his relentlessness stood out to me. And you're watching in the, him in the preseason. It was evident. He made some big plays in the regular season, including a big strip. Uh, I think it was the Cardinals game, maybe the Bears game where he got the ball out. Um, I think Brian Asamoah is primed to be a staple on this defense going forward. And I think Brian Flores is the right guy to uh, utilize him. Hey, they got the same first name. There's got to be some chemistry there, right? Brian Asamoah, my number four.
0: Uh, great pick. I didn't get him on the list, but, man, I've talked all offseason – the minute Brian Flores was hired, I have a lot of high expectations. I'm super excited to see Brian Osamoa in this aggressive attacking defense, especially in the front seven. He was a phenomenal blitzer over at Oklahoma. And again, like you mentioned, now with Kendrick's gone, Jordan Hicks getting older, he's primed up for a clear path to get a lot of playing time this year. Number three on my list, you know, it, it wasn't long ago, Sam, the Minnesota Twins lived and died through their farm system. I mean, they were constantly picking in the top 10. They would draft and develop their own, and that's just how they built their best teams, knowing, hey, we can't compete with the money the Yankees and the Dodgers are spending every year. And in last year's draft, they were able to, in my opinion, still one of the best players in the entire class, Brooks Lee, the shortstop from Cal Poly with the eighth overall pick. Even though everyone said this dude is somehow a consensus top three to five pick, somehow he falls all the way in their lap at number eight. This dude, he could have even went in the first round coming out of high school, but he wanted to go play for his dad, who's the head coach at Cal Poly. He ripped it up there for a few seasons. Now he's in the twin system, and everything we've seen from this guy is on track to become the next star in the Twins lineup, possibly as early as next year. Switch hitter, elite bat skills. His, his strikeout rate right now in the minor, Sam, 11%. Mm-hmm. This dude only strikes out once every 10 at-bats, which is about as elite as it comes. Uh, yeah. Great power from both sides of the plate can slap the ball around all over the field. And on top of that, he's got the huge gold glove potential, whether that's at shortstop, Or if the Twins want to move him around at third base sometime down the road as well, that's fine too. Brooks Lee ranked as the 20th best prospect in the entire MLB right now. And that just gives the Twins yet another young and -and up-and-coming infielder they can bank on for the future to be a major contributor. Help this team get back to their successful ways again, both offensively and defensively. Brooks Lee coming in at number three on my list.
1: We're at the halfway point of our top fives. I'll give my number three, and then we'll move forward after I tell you that FanDuel Sportsbook brings you today's show, and they're bringing you all the lines from Major League Baseball this summer. It's run lines, it's money lines, and hey, you can also bet on league winners, division winners, World Series winners, and this surprises me, Luke. The Twins have lost the lead in the AL Central, yet they are still Fairly heavy favorites to win the division. They're minus 190 to win the Central right now. 190? Guardians, 190. Wow. Guardians are yeah. plus 165. So I, I thought, hey, maybe you can buy the dip. Maybe you can get some plus money on the Twins to win the Central. Nope. Mm. Uh, still got to pay up 190 at FanDuel Sportsbook. Those lines and so many more. And great promotions like the No Sweat First Bet. New customers get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn or download the app to get started today. You get paid instantly when you win. Hundreds of ways to wager. A great way to bet Major League Baseball, an official partner of FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, we're in lockstep, Luke. My number three is also Brooks Lee. Shortstop for now. I do wonder what his future position is because, right, they they signed Correa to this six-year deal, and they're kind of regretting it right now, but they've moved Royce Lewis from short to third. Okay, so is Brooks Lee future second baseman maybe, the post-Jorge Polanco era? Uh, I have noticed, too, the Twins tend to they're kind of positionless. You know, they, all their guys play everywhere. They play first. They play outfield. He might, you know, just be kind of a super utility uh, in the outfield, but he can hit. He can make contact. Lord knows the Twins need that. Uh, 276 average right now uh, at double at the double A level. And that's when it gets real, Luke. That's when it gets real. If you're at double A, you are not far from a call up. Uh, and he has held his own at that level. Probably will do a stint in Triple A. I would assume get him in St. Paul, and then maybe shuttle him back and forth a little bit from St. Paul to Target Field. Only 22. Future is bright. Uh, and the middle infield for the Twins: Lewis, potentially Lee. Maybe Correa wakes up someday. And Luisa, Ry- oh no, we don't have Luisa rise, but Louisa
0: Brooks
1: got- Lee. <sighs> L- Brooks Lee. Maybe he's the next to rise. Uh, number three on my list. What's
0: Carlos Correa's trade value at this point? I mean, can you get a stud, number 1 pitcher? Can you get can can you get an mm. ace?
1: I think, you know, if, if he had just struggled without the injury concerns sure. all off-season and the the two deals that fell through. He's got the pedigree and resume m- that Maybe it'd it be up. a little different, but I think when when you consider both of those facts that he's yeah. struggling so mightily and he's had that injury stuff. I, I think the teams would probably balk a little bit, although, you know, with, with that contract does follow him. It's a pretty friendly contract. I will say that okay. like That's six good. years, they got him at value. It's a little friendlier than it would have been, but it still is. It's, there's a lot left on it. And if he's a diminishing uh, asset, yeah, it's, it's probably not not a great time.
0: All right, well, that's depressing. Let's move on to my number two on the list. Maybe the biggest riser on my list when you just look at what this kid's done the last six months or so. He was already a top five prospect for the Wild going into 2022, but there was a run at the end of the season, not only helping the Gophers dominate in the Frozen Four, but then just to see him a few days after the national championship, he comes in, helps the Wild against the Dallas Stars in the playoffs, even makes a few wild plays in the process at just 20 years old, mind you, defenseman brock faber from your minnesota golden gophers quickly has become one of the hottest names in the league when it comes to nhl prospects i mentioned brooks lee is the 20th ranked prospect in baseball well faber he's now ranked the 15th best prospect in the nhl and as much as it stung trading away kevin fiala to the kings for the wild to get a kid like faber who already looks so impressive. And another first round pick in the process, which they used on Liam Orgren, who's currently the team's number three prospect, by the way, that was a massive swing and not just getting younger and clearing some calf space, but getting two young studs in the mix for the future. And it all starts, though, with Brock Faber already showed signs of promise for things to come and make some serious noise, I think, in 2023. Number two on my list.
1: Yeah, and he unfortunately didn't make my list, but I I thought long and hard about it. He's not going to blow you away offensively. He's kind of a defensive-minded defenseman. I know that we boo the heck out of Ryan Suter now. We don't Mm -hmm. like Ryan Suter anymore, but I think that his ceiling is kind of that type of defenseman who is so reliable, so instinctual, always makes the right play. Does all the little things right. You got to have an appreciation for the hockey nuances to appreciate Brock Faber because he's not going to light up the stat sheet, but he's going to make a lot of big impact plays like we saw in that overtime against Dallas in game one. He dives and blocks the game winning goal. And then the, the Wild won that game, made a big impact right away. How crazy is it that he goes right out of college and has an impact in the playoffs at the that NHL was crazy. level? Yeah, that was crazy. really, really cool. That's a good one, Luke. Um, And I will throw this in as an honorable mention, Oliver Moore drafted last night by the Blackhawks. Unfortunately, not the wild. um, Mm -hmm. He's going to play for the Gophers this year. Might just be a one and done, hopefully a couple of years, but uh, that's a name to watch for. That'll be uh, at least on our radar for a little bit before he goes to the hated Blackhawks and then we can't cheer for him anymore. All right, number two on my list. He was also on your list. It's Jordan Addison. You laid out all the reasoning why, and I'm just forecasting They probably pay Jefferson. We hope they pay Hawkinson. That's a lot of money to devote. I'm guessing they won't have money for KJ Osborne. And then the domino effect there, Jordan Addison next year becomes your wide receiver too. He'll get the target share and he'll be right there next to Justin Jefferson on every snap of the game. And I think he's going to put up numbers. Uh, And you're right. The precise crisp route running that this coaching staff fell in love with. Uh, I think his ceiling is super duper high. Mentioned that he is still the odds on favorite on FanDuel to lead the league in uh, rookie receiving. So, Jordan Addison, number two. That's a good one.
0: All right. Drum roll, please. Number one on my list. Uh, you could get technical here, Sam. You could argue Brooks Lee is technically a higher prospect on the MLB rankings than this guy, but I don't care. Royce Lewis was the number one overall pick for a reason. And if it weren't for the injury last year, this dude would be a lot higher than number two where he is right now on the MLB Top 100. Everything we've seen from him early on tells us he's primed to become one of the Twins' best players for the next 5, 10 years. The way he's smashing the ball around the field right now. Now that he's finally... Got his feet underneath him. He's healthy. He's stringing some momentum together. And he's only going to get better and better. He's only 24 years old. Small sample size, yes. But easily, the Twins' best hitter right now in the lineup. Consistently, night in and night out. And to think, we sit here today, Sam, and the Twins have, as you mentioned, Carlos Correa, Royce Lewis, and Brooks Lee in the system. Three bona fide, legitimate playmaking shortstops at their core. It's all of a sudden an embarrassment of riches, of infield talent, and a great problem to have for Rocco Baldelli and the Twins organization. Royce Lewis, number one prospect in Minnesota sports as we sit here today, and who I think has the highest upside when it comes to becoming a legitimate superstar of anyone on this list.
1: Yeah, and again, if we're hating on Correa, his ascension is another reason why, I don't that contract's gonna look it's bad to if Korea if yeah. doesn't come around I was I was never on the Korea train I can uh I, I think I can pat myself in the back for that one but yeah Royce Lewis also not my number one Luke I thought we would have more differences on our list but I think we had four in common Royce Lewis also my number one and what's crazy is you look at his baseball reference page there's a huge gap 2017 2018 2019 and then nothing for three years. He basically took three years off injuries, pandemic. Then he got hurt again in 2022. So he's doing this. He's hitting 318 for a struggling twins team with like barely any baseball played in the last four years. And this is what he's doing. He's 24. He's still going to get better. He's like shaking the rust off right now from years of inactivity. And he still is performing at a high level. He just kind of—he looks big in the batter's box. He's formidable. He's intimidating. He's fast, fun to watch. It's the kind of player that the Twins need more of because they are kind of a tire fire right now. But Royce Lewis gives us hope. Brooks Lee gives us hope. Matt Wallner gives us hope. Jose Miranda, maybe. Maybe the future's bright for the Twins um, offensively because right now they are stuck in a rut. Those are the lists, the top five future superstars in Minnesota sports. Great job, Luke, as always, at Luke underscore Spinman on Twitter. Comment below, what do you think of the list? Who did we leave out? Didn't have any Timberwolves on either of our lists, Luke, and I think that that's valid. It's it's tough to really buy into second-round picks like Leonard Miller. Uh, Wendell Moore didn't do anything last year. He was the first-round pick a year ago, and they traded Walker Kessler. So, I think we were justified in that. Um, next week, we'll have a new fun list on Minnesota sports. Rankum. He's Luke. I'm Sam Ekstrom. We'll talk to you on the Minnesota football party a little later today. For now, so long. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.